0: This is Friday Night Stripes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this advocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hey everyone. Now that uh, I've reached the end of my season, I um, wanted to go over the things that I learned, um, things that I experienced over the season. Um, before we do that, uh, last episode we talked about resources um, for learning and, and sharpening your, your knowledge. And I missed probably the largest influence, uh, I had, and that's a uh, referee magazine. Um, that magazine's got good articles, great, um, sample plays, great case studies, uh, and, and really exercises the different parts of the rule book. So, um, I thoroughly enjoy getting that magazine and I usually rip right through it the day it arrives in the, uh, in the mail, so uh, apologies to Referee Magazine for missing that as one of the major resources for learning. So um, wanted to go over a few things that, that I learned over the, the this year and and I experienced and and what I may have um, gained from those experiences. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is it, the first section I'm going to talk about, and 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 these are not in the order of of the way that happened in the season. Um, there's like many identifying information, really, um, that anybody can go back and, and figure out which game it is. I try and keep all that out of there because um, it's not really necessary. But the first one I wanted to, first area I want to talk about was thresholds. Um, as officials, we have thresholds for for various things we call. Um, almost everything we have, we call, has a threshold. Um... If, if one inch of a player's helmet is across – of a defensive lineman's helmet is across the ball, are you going to call encroachment or not? Um, where is your threshold for encroachment? Um, where is your threshold for pass interference? Um, so those are the various thresholds we talk about, and, and I've got a few here that I'm going to go over. Um, the first one is what I I have to imagine is one of coaches, some coaches least favorite things to, to even talk about. And it's probably one of the things they wish we'd never enforce. And that's the whole sideline warning. Um, and, and the side having the, that, that two yard belt for just the, just the officials during, during play. Um, I think my threshold on that has evolved over the years. Um, I'm still pretty um, stringent on making sure I have the belt. Um, I w- the, the way I've explained it to coaches in the, fa- in the past is that the first flag they get for it, which is just the warning, is going to come out at the least little um, offense, usually. Um, and that's to get that flag out and get them to know that I'm serious about it. But then the second flag is going to take a, a major violation of, of sideline interference for me to throw it. Because I'm okay throwing the warning um, just to let them know it's, it's part of what we do. But I don't know that I want it to cost them yards unless it was true interference. Um, I've, I've softened on that a little. Um, I, I used to make sure they were not in the white at all. Um, I've gotten to where if half their foot is in the white and half of its back, I, I tend to let that go nowadays. Um, it, it's it's it, it, it's it's a fine line. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm saying that's what I do. Um, and and one of the ways, one of the ways I've dealt with that in the past was I had a coach who's who, a well-known coach in the area. Um, and he's he's got more years of football experience than I have so uh, he does he does he looks down upon an officials uh, enforcing that that belt um, but sure enough middle of the second quarter um, I'm chasing a punt down because I'm the line judge on that one so I'm chasing a punt and there's the head coach just dead in the belt and I saw him with about five yards to go so so I was able to move myself around him. Um, I didn't throw a flag at him, but the minute the play was over, I turned to walk back and I didn't even have to say a word. Um, and he's like, I know, I know, my fault. I'll get back. Um, and so I, I, fin- I finished officiating the play, came back um, and said, Thank you, coach. I appreciate it. By the way, if you could help me, um, your assistance on offense. Are, are not even, they're, they're in the belt long after the snap. So if you could help me with that. And he tore off down the sideline looking for assistance to yell at. So um, by keeping it out of being uh, an issue between me and him and giving him a place to direct his frustration, um, that helped enforce that that's what I, uh, I was looking for. So that's, that's one way I've, I've done that. Um, Situation I had this year, uh, I, I was I was probably a little too lenient on this one. Um, it was late in the season. The sideline I was on, that team was in the playoffs. Um, the team on the other sideline was not going to make the playoffs. Uh, it was it was a blowout. So, in those situations, trying to just manage the game at that point. So. Every time I thought that I, it was close to a sideline warning where I might have thrown a flag, I'd usually go to the head coach and say, coach, listen, I, this is this is how, I don't know how, this, how stringently this will be enforced in the playoffs on you, so I'm trying to get you to understand that where the boundaries are. I'm trying to help you get ready for the playoffs so that if you come across somebody who enforces it tightly, you'll be ready for it. Um, so I'd, I'd keep pointing it out to him when i thought he there there, there was potential for a flag um and sure enough during a, a, a it, it's always the kicks as we say it's always the the kicks um during a punt the quarterback and this is during a punt back to this team the quarterback's already in the sideline i run down i avoid him i turn and i say coach that's exactly what i'm talking about. Um, and he turns and starts yelling at the, the quarterback. The quarterback looks at me and throws his hands up in frustration, like, what are you bothering with me f- about? And, and I turned to him and I said, well, I'm trying to get you ready for the playoffs. Um, may not have been the appropriate thing to say. It's what I said. Um, but I wanted to get across the point that I was there to help. Um, had a all-star scrimmage game. Um, where they had um seniors from across the area come together. Um and those those players had no regard for the sideline whatsoever. Um, I in the first half alone I probably talked to separate groups of players who were well into the belt five or six times. Um I told the coaches I was fine with them being in the belt. I would avoid them since this was a all star game, I'd work around them. Um but I needed the players out. I needed room to move uh, out of the way. Um, And then sure enough, because I was, because I couldn't get control of the sideline in the second half, I had the sideline so packed that I actually had players standing on the field. Um, So the first time it happened, I went down there. I, I, I blew my whistle at the referee, let him know I had to deal with something, went, walked down yelled at the players, yelled at the coaches, the coaches, I got to have room here. Um, Sure enough, two plays later, I had players back on the field because the sideline was so crowded. Finally, threw a flag for sideline interference on that one. Um, And guess what? After that, the sideline was clear. Um, So that was my my mistake for not controlling it earlier. Um, It seems like players and coaches react to flags. They won't react to talking. Um, so by not by by trying to be lenient, by trying to ha- be be in the mindset that this is an all star game, let's go let's go easy on on non safety fouls. Um, I let my sideline get out of hand. Um, so that was that was on me and 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 the coaches and and the learning there is the coaches don't have a whole lot of. Sway over these players either because they're from all over. They're not these coaches' players. Um, some of them aren't, so they're not going to listen. It's their last game. Some of them, maybe for some of them, maybe the last game ever. So you, you tend to the, the discipline start to break down. So um, the last thing I wanted to bring up on on the sideline warning um, ish, uh, discussion was. Um, a playoff game. I, wa- I, I, I went to talk to the head coach ahead of time. And I what I said to him was, I said, I don't know how they handle this in your area, because obviously it's a playoff game outside our area. I don't know how they handle this in your area, um, but I enforce the sideline very strictly. I, I need room. I need nobody in the belt. The first flag that I'm going to throw is going to come out very quick. Um, and then the second flag will be, will be for something more, um, more obvious. And, and his, his reaction was this, you know, this is a playoff game, right? Um, to which I said, I know, but I need, I need the room. So this was, this was before they went back. This was during their initial warm up before they went back before the game. So, um, we went back inside. We the the benches. The teams went back in before, after their initial warm up before kickoff. Went back. Um, we cleared the field and then came back out when the teams came back out. Um, and I had had time to think about how that came across and how the coach may have heard that. And I walked up to that coach afterwards. I said, Coach, listen, I I made a mistake. I set the wrong tone with you. Um, I was trying to set I was trying to let you know how I handled sideline interference because uh I, I want to make sure we got it out of the way, but I, I may not have handled it properly. So he said, listen, no worries, we're fine. Um so that that was that was what happened there. Um so we'll switch off a sideline warning. I've spent 10 minutes talking about sideline warnings. That's probably way too much. Um and, and I'm going to start moving more towards the thresholds of unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, and this is, this is actually, it's not funny. Um, it, it, it's, it gets a chuckle from me every time I, I tell it. But um, I was working linesman. Um, I had a chain crew that is one of those crews that says, oh, yeah, we've been doing this for years. We know what we're doing. Um, the, the pregame meeting was fine. Um, no real warning signs there. Um, very first play though was a warning sign that I, I kind of let go and I probably shouldn't have. Um, I went and I put, I, 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 the, the box guy set the box halfway in the belt. Um, and I said, no, you need to go ahead and put that back there on, um, behind the belt. So I've got this whole sideline and his exact words were, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, no, you really need to. That's where the box goes. He said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. And because the play was imminent, the snap was imminent. I, I let it go. Next play. When, when I set the set my foot, I, I tried to set my foot. The box was there. So I kicked my foot back and kicked the box stick. Um, At that point it moved back to about three quarters of the way and and i decided to let that go at that point um and and you know uh, a couple series later i've got the whole chain crew you know yelling to their kids coaching their kids come on you gotta tackle harder come on you gotta run hard that sort of thing um and i turned i said guys i i I can't have you coaching from here. This, you, you, you have to be impartial as part of the chain crew. Um, and I got some looks, but they're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing. Um, I said, I know that I know some may be your kids, but I, I, I gotta have you as impartial. So sure enough, a couple plays later, there's a deep pass downfield, um, pass interference, on the defense, uh, which is the team of the chain crew, uh, thrown by the back judge and the clip guy says, you've got to be effing kidding me, yells it out. And I turned to him and I said, you're gone. Um, I can't, you're gone, I can't have this. Um, that kind of set the chain crew against me the rest of the game. Um, but I felt that, 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 that was one of those unsportsmanlike things that I had to enforce. Um, and, and th- there were a couple other incidents later throughout the game, but for the most part, I tried to ignore them. Um, I tried to ignore the chain crew as much as I could. Technically they did their job. They were very good. Um, but they, they, they thought they were fans instead of, uh, part of the officiating crew. And I tried to explain that to him and it didn't get through. So um, also in sportsmanlike earlier in the year, and this, this happened earlier in the year than, um, and it happened in a couple games in a row. So I don't know if, if I was hypersensitive to it and then I got less sensitive or if it just happened, it was just coincidence. Um, Had two games in a row where defensive players would make, you know, I won't say great defensive plays. I'll say they were in the area of an incomplete or of a tackle for not making a first down, that sort of thing. And I had p- defensive players come up, clap in the face of the offensive player. And both times I threw unsportsmanlike flags on those. Um, to me, that's inciting um, That's inciting the other player to, to, to mouth off or push back. Um, so, so that's that's where my threshold is pretty tight on that one. I, I, I won't tolerate anything that that I think is immediately inciting something. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll allow a little bit of talking back and forth. I'll allow minor celebrations as long as it's not directed at a player or at a team. Um, there were certainly times throughout the, re- the rest of the season where um, I had one time when I had a player... Um, make a, a fairly big play and he, he was on the uh, visiting team and he stood up, folded his arms and looked real tough up into the uh, home stands. It wasn't directed at anyone. It was deep in the field, so it wasn't really directed at the bench. Um, so I went up and talked to him, and I said, "Listen, I can't. If you're going to celebrate, you got to celebrate towards your own sideline. I can't have you celebrate towards their side." He's like, "No, it, no, my mom's up in the stands. Whether she was or not, I don't know." Um, but it, it the threshold there was, I didn't find it to be something where he was directly in somebody's face. Um, so I, I, I let that go, and, and he was fine the rest of the game. So that was one of those preventative officiating moments that I think I got right, um, since nothing really happened in, in the meantime. Um, so that's that's all about thresholds um, and and how we how we each find our threshold for for various things. Um, we've talked about this before, but the one the one rule that I, I wish I had been more confident in my knowledge of um, during the season was during a game where we had a pass that was intercepted and run back by a touchdown. So a, pa- a pass thrown by A, intercepted by B, returned by B for a touchdown. Um, d- before the pass, we had holding on A, and um, And then during the interception return, we had a block in the back on B. The referee and the umpire um, determined that since it was two live ball fouls that they were going to offset, we were going to replay the down. Um, I wasn't sure, and I didn't vocalize this, um, but in, in the back of my mind, I was like, but they were different phases of the play. Doesn't that matter? And sure enough, after we looked in, after, after the game, I, I pulled up the rule book, and sure enough, if you've got fouls on, if, if B intercepts the ball with clean hands, which they did because they had not committed a foul before the interception, then they can decline A's penalty and get their penalty enforced. Um, so B would not have had the touchdown, but they would have had the interception. Um, so that's one I wish, I wish I had been more confident in my knowledge of, um, and sharing that with the Facebook group that I talked about last week. Um, the sentiment was that's, that's one you'll never miss again. And that, that certainly, I certainly believe that to be the case. Um, cause that's, that's seared into my brain now. Um, but really as far as rules, interpretations and things like that, I think that was the only one that I missed one that was similar that I got right was we had a team that when they would kick their extra points, their offensive linemen would go to a four-point stance after the snap. So they'd be in a two-point stance before the snap. After the snap, they'd go to a four-point stance. So hands on the ground and feet on the ground. Um, And the defense was jumping over them to go block the kick. And the coach coach was coming out going, that's hurtling. That's hurtling. That's hurtling. And I, I I, talked to him. I said, coach, they've got their hands on the ground. That's not hurtling. And, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So we talked about it at halftime. I got the general impression from everybody that yes, they, they from all, from, I'm sorry, we had a discussion at halftime with the other officials. Um, they all felt that was the, the same. Um, it kept happening. The coach kept complaining. Um, Event And this was a blowout. Um, the team that was kicking the extra points was being blown out. Um, eventually, the referee went over to the other team and uh, the other team's head coach and said, well, why don't you stop having your kids hurt, jump over the uh, the offensive line? It, 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 this game's done. It's not going to gain you anything and it might hurt somebody. So um, that was when I got right. And, and I, was, I was real happy that, that I nailed that one. Um, while we're on the subject of coaches, a um, couple, couple different uh, scenarios. That was one scenario that I, I had some discussions with a coach during the year. Um, I actually had that team twice. And in the second game, even though we had discussed it in the first game, in the second game, his offensive line still blocked like that. So. I don't know if he didn't believe me or if he got the hurdle and call, called for him in other games. Um, but another one was, had a very close game um, where it went down to the last series with the losing team driving, and I'm on the winning team sideline. I'm the line judge for this team, for this one. And the coach, the, the head coach told me, I'm going to call a timeout before they snap. So this is down at the five. So if you if you imagine, I've got, I'm looking in at the ball. I don't have the coach next to me because he's got to be back down at the 25. So I'm looking at the ball, swivel my head to look at the coach, looking at the ball, swivel my head to look at the coach. So I'm doing this ping pong match with my head, um, waiting for him to call the timeout. And sure enough, he calls it three times right before the ball snapped. Um, luckily, every time it was... Enough before the ball was snapped that I was able to blow it, blow the whistle before the ball was snapped. Um, I did. I I did ask him to call it a little earlier each time, Um, but he 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 was going to wait for that last second. Um, And I tried to explain to him, like, coach, I I'm trying to pay. I have to pay attention to both of things. So I can't be looking at both of you at the same time. I've got to move back and forth. And there might come a time when you're trying to call a timeout and I've got my head torn to the ball and they snap it. And then if I then at that point, the ball, the play is going to go. So uh, I'm going to ask you to just do it a little sooner. Um, That never happened, but it, it also never really came up that that they snapped the ball before I was able to blow my whistle. So. It wasn't a huge deal. It just made me uncomfortable that I I, I was in that in between place, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. Um, finally, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the 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 time uh, the the time I lost my temper with a coach <laughs> this season. I mean, it wasn't horrible, um, but sure enough, I've got a game going on, and it's a competitive game, um, and we get to where we've got a play um, and the defensive tackle encroaches and then the offensive tackle moves. Um, And I throw a flag for encroachment and the sideline I'm on is the, is the defensive side. And the coach went nuts. He's like, their man moved their man moved and and he's just repeating that i'm like coach we agree their man moved i'm just saying that their man moved after your man entered the the neutral zone and and we didn't even get there so so let me let me back up he he's just yelling their man moved their man moved and i come back and i start and i i i, I i'm like coach do you want an explanation he's like no i don't want to hear it and he walks away um, and then five seconds later comes back and goes, what'd you see? And I said, I, I, by this point snaps him in it for the next play. I said, coach, you told me you didn't want to hear it. So I'm not going to go into it. And, and I immediately knew what came out of my mouth. So I tried to get out. I'll get to you in a second. Um, but that, that's the most I've yelled at a coach this year. Um, (laughs) And, and, and we, I, I went up to him afterwards and I explained what I saw that, that their man, had, that his man had jumped in before the offensive tackle moved. Um, he still didn't agree, but we, we got on into a better place after that. So um, so that was the, the time I, I lost my temper. So um, other than that, um, the, the, the wrapping up of the year was great, was able to be on the field for a first round of the playoffs. Um, was asked to be part uh to be clock operator uh, actually 25 second clock operator for the second round and then our cr- our number one crew in our area asked me to be the clock operator for the third and fourth round um and and i i was i was honored to to do so and and, and um I think I did a fine job, and then the fifth round is is the state championships, and I was going to go do that as well. Unfortunately, I had a prior engagement, so um, I was really disappointed that I couldn't um, go be clock operator in the state championship. Um, but uh, but it was a good experience overall. It, it got me it got me two games hanging out with our number one crew this year, hearing how they discuss things, hearing how they think through things um, seeing the qualities they had. So overall that was a, that was a great experience. Um, and then the, the other thing I did was, um, as, as I've mentioned in the past, we have the state championships here in Orlando and I was, I worked on the chain crew and I was a ball boy for a couple of those games and did a few different things. Um, and that again is one of those experiences. It's a learning experience. Um, had a great game where um, I was paired with uh, uh, one of our most senior um, officials, and and we we hung out all game and we we discuss each thing that we saw and each and, and he was able to talk through what he saw and how he thinks about it and what he enforces and it was just a great overall discussion. Um, so it, it really really good experience. So. Um, that's pretty much it for the year. Um, overall, I think it was—I think I—I I, I think it was a good year. Had um, quite a few referees comment positively on on um, a my demeanor and, and my knowledge. Um, so, so I was real happy with the year. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad to see it come to an end. Um, I've, I've transitioned to refereeing soccer. Um, I picked that up this year. Um, and that has been great for keeping me in shape. And I think I'll be able to take this, um, straight into spring, which I can then get into flag football and then figure out something over the summer to keep in shape. Um, the soccer has been great for putting me in great shape. I've, I've gotten to where, um, I can make those runs that soccer referees make, um, 40, 50 yards and, and take a couple deep breaths and I'm right back in it. So, uh, I feel a lot better. So. Um, I'm trying to cycle my sports so that I, I don't lose the shape I'm in. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. So f- as far as this uh, this podcast, we'll keep going in the off season. Um, try and have uh, different different guests on that we can uh, we can talk about talk to. Um, and again, if anybody out there has anything they want us to cover or um, has anything they they or wants to come on the podcast, please let me know um, at hello at FridayNightStripes.com or look up the Friday Night Stripes Facebook group and uh, send me a message there. So thanks everyone for listening so far this season and here's to a great off season. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group Friday Night Stripes or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.